You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. You know that I feel like it's important to express yourself. You got to put your true self out there. And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do that. That's right. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know it doesn't get any more comfortable than the Croc clogs and sandals. They are just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit Crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Yo, baby. What's good? Let me say this. What's up? The things I thought I valued in having a spouse don't even matter to me anymore. Deadass? Deadass. Hmm. For me, I always knew that I would be a better person with you as my spouse. A word? Yes. Deadass? Yes. I know I don't be acting like that every day. <laughs> no, but you don't. Just saying. <laughs> I'll receive it. Hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellises. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention. We're married. Yes, sir, we mm -hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. So when we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take Pillow Talk to a whole new level. This is Deadass. This story time is part of one of the darkest times in our marriage. This was right after Jackson was born, mm -hmm. about about a year after Jackson was born. Okay. And you and I were in, I think we were in that, that cruise control mode. Mm -hmm. You know, 
Kadeen had just uh, decided that she wasn't going to work full-time anymore. Mm -hmm. I had the gym. I was booking commercials. I did a couple small roles on television. I was making enough money so that Kadeen could cut back, work part-time, still make money to help help with the bills and stuff. But mm -hmm. we were good. We had our health insurance. Everything was good. We were finally had our, our feet underneath us coming back from the recession. But finally, this was the point where I felt like I, my life was where I wanted it to be. Mm -hmm. I had my son. Mm -hmm. I had my wife. My wife didn't have to work full time. I was working 14 hours, sometimes 16 hours a day. But I was happy with that because this is what my job is as a husband. And I remember we were in cruise control and you and I were not on the same page. You cooked, you cleaned, we were having sex on a consistent basis, and we were not happy. Yep. I wasn't happy, you wasn't happy. I had a, I had a son, apple of my eye, you know, like I had everything, mm -hmm. and I wasn't happy. And I remember having a conversation with you about what you want out of life, and you were saying, I, I, I'm not sure, but I know this isn't it. Mm-hmm. And at that point, that is when I realized what you are to me is more than just someone who does chores. Mm -hmm. And that's when my idea of what a spouse is changed in that moment. All right, today I got a special karaoke song for you. Yeah, you took the reins on this one. In college, this song came out. Mm -hmm. And the young lady who was the video vixen in this song mm -hmm. actually... Looks like you. It's your doppelganger. <laughs> oh, I know Denise exactly Lawton. who that is. Oh, shout Lawton? out to Denise. Shout yes. To What's Denise up, Thomas. sis? Twin, my Twinkie. Yes, 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 yes. So this song is dedicated to you, baby. Oh, you I ready? know. I think I know which one it is. Count me down. Count me down. Okay. In five, four, three, two. You can have anything I got. All of me right on the spot. Na 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 hey. na Oh na 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 yes. You can hey. have anything I own. All of it. Work my fingers all, all the way, way to the, the bone. Na 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 Oh na 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 I do that. That's a good one. <laughs> now, baby, I don't want to be fictitious. You really went into anything the whole verse. Anything I have be ridiculous. Because <laughs> hey. anything I have that's anywhere in my, my grass is yours. You see the, you see the mouth, though? You know, the Jaheen mouth is yours. <laughs> Zoom in on the Jaheen mouth right all here. All right, all right. So that was a, a nice little loaded story time. Yes. Let's just yes. unpack the story time, okay. though, because I think we definitely, it. we both have our perspectives on what that time frame looked like for us. Yes. So in you realizing now the value that you saw in having me as your spouse, how did it change? What did it look like for you as you then figured out in your own mind, this is what I want, this is what I thought I wanted, and this right. is what I need now? Well, for me, it, it was... I thought I, I drunk the American Kool-Aid. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? There were certain things you have to do in your life in a certain order to be considered successful. Mm -hmm. You graduate from high school, graduate from college, start a career, get married, line. buy yeah. a house, have kids. You do all of this, you happy. Boom. Mm -hmm. So in, in that, there were also steps to having a wife. You know what I'm saying? Make sure that your wife doesn't have to work full time so she can take care of the kids. 
done. Make sure your wife cooks. Make sure she cleans. Make sure she looks good. Make sure you have sex consistently. All of that is done, right? Mm -hmm. So now, now that all of that is done, my life should be perfect. You know, my, I have the perfect wife. She's almost like a Stepford wife. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So I'm a Stepford husband. I'm mm -hmm. doing everything. I'm providing. I'm protecting. I'm making sure everything is perfect. But I wasn't happy. Right. And I realized that part of the reason why I wasn't happy was because you weren't happy. Right. So for you in that sense, it was kind of like a methodical thing. It's like yes. I'm checking off the boxes of yes. what everything is supposed to look like. But at the root of it, what was missing between us was that connection. Yes. Because we both have expressed at different points in our relationship that you're there physically. Right. You know, work is good. Kids mm -hmm. are good. Like everybody's afloat. Everybody's alive mm -hmm. and kicking. And we still have this underlying you know, issue between the two of us because we just are not connected. And I think that right. that's what we value the most out of each other. Yes. Like if you were to strip away, you know, career, money, kids, every, everything, almost taking it back to the days when we were in college where right. we almost had, we literally right. had nothing. And we were just enjoying who we were because we were connected. That was probably the most important thing that we've deduced is necessary in our relationship. Well, well, check this out, because I'm glad you brought that up. And I want to jump to your part that you normally do, but I want to read some of these things that we have, right? Oh, look at you looking at the meat of the show, no, the script. Because listen, because listen, because <laughs> this is why I want to break this down, because I think this is where people makes the, the confusion. Yeah, give me, that, give me some takeaways for the audience. A what, U.S. What news article cited the following reasons as you should, as why you should get married for yourself in America. Mm -hmm. One was it's cheaper. Mm -hmm. Single people pay more for living expenses than they would if they were married and shared everything. Okay, so that's like a practical financial Practical thing. financial. Okay. Number two, it's better for the economy. Mm -hmm. On average, married couple families have higher incomes than other types of families with cohabiting parent households only making 61% of the income of their married counterparts. The future of children report noted as a, a result, they are able to spend more money to help fuel the economy. Okay. So everything that we're, we're hearing is functional. Right. Like it's systematic. Like these are the reasons why you get married. Mm -hmm. Married couples help their neighbors. Married couples are more likely to buy a home, which makes sense since they have more money to spend and are in a relationship for the long haul. With home ownership comes equity, appreciation, and certain tax deductions. The nonprofit. So what you're hearing is all mm -hmm. of these functional financial reasons as to why you should get married. Right. Married women and their children have better health insurance. Married adults are more likely to be insured, particularly by private health coverages. So you're hearing all of these functional reasons, but you know what they're not talking about? The spirit. Right. They're not talking about the soul. Mm -hmm. They're not talking about love. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So when you're reading all of these things, they make sense from a financial standpoint, right. which goes back to our first podcast last season where we talked about marriage being a business, mm -hmm. which we understand. There is a business aspect to marriage, which you and I do very well. Right. Like, from the time I was in the NFL and retired to us starting our marriage together, we started with nothing. Because I retired from the NFL going through a recession, lost a lot of money in the stock market, mm -hmm. lost it in real estate. Mm -hmm. We came back with little to nothing cash flow-wise. Right. But we made it last for five years through... You know, uh, economic through our economic acumen, right? We were able to balance things so that we, were we can able to build. Figure, figure some things out. Right, so we were yeah. able to figure. So we're good at that part. Yeah. Where I messed up in the very beginning was thinking that I could be systematic and functional with my marriage, mm -hmm. and didn't didn't put in the spirit and the soul that it takes to make a marriage work. Right. 
So I was checking all the boxes. We had health insurance. We had life insurance. We bought property. We did everything we wanted to do. We, we were having sex consistently. We set up a date to have sex. Remember, everything was systematic. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't happy. Yeah. And I even think about something that my mom told me, like, years ago. Mm -hmm. um, or I don't know if she told me, per se, or if I overheard it, you know, air hustling as a kid by the stairs, you know, when mm -hmm. she's having girl talk. And she was like, point blank period, love cannot pay the bills. And I think when people think about it in yes. that circumstance, it's just like, okay, I love you and all. That's great. But most marriages, I would say, they tank because of financial issues. Absolutely. So it's really Absolutely. trying to make sure that you are practical in making the necessary arrangements to have your health insurance, for example. And, you know, it's cheaper to be married married, so that way your living expenses are deduced or whatever, deducted. Um, so those things make sense from that yes. point, standpoint. And it may work for some people where they do have that. But right. But – for us, we knew that if we're missing the soul, the spiritual, the mm -hmm. the um, the love side of things, that that we weren't going to be able to make it happen. And it's important for you to say that because you you know you pretty much made a good point that marriages struggle because of finances. Mm -hmm. You have a higher chance of surviving infidelity mm -hmm. in your marriage and your marriage still working than you do having survive having to survive financial issues. That is a fact. The vast majority of people who get divorced do not get divorced for infidelity. They get divorced because of they because they don't feel financially stable within their marriage and it causes rifts. Mm -hmm. So that brings me to the value of a spouse. Mm -hmm. What I thought my value of a spouse is was someone who could fill in all of the gaps in my life that I didn't want to do. You know what I'm saying? So when I was looking for a wife, looking for a spouse, I want someone who could cook and clean, <laughs> take care of kids, right. you know what I'm saying, and handle my sexual desires. Was that based off of just your own mindset saying, okay, I have these strengths, these are the things I don't care to take care of, so let me find someone? Or was it based off of like what you've seen growing up with like your parents or like your, your grandparents? Was that something that was just instilled in you early or a visual you had early on? I think it was a, a little bit of, bit of both. Society dictates that we exist in gender roles. Mm -hmm. So when you get married, you as the man have to do this. Right. And as a woman, she has to do that. Right. So and I for guess this me, is kind of years ago because now this there's, was, yeah, no, there, there's no gender roles. Yeah. But this was, we got married 10 years ago. Right. Which um, gender was still, wasn't such a big, you know, hot button topic. Mm -hmm. But it was like, as the man, you are responsible to provide and protect. And you have to, you put yourself last. You put your wife first. You put your, your kids first. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you don't show your emotions. Mm -hmm. You just Put the money on the table and get things done and make sure your family is good. Right. Whatever your happy wife, happy life. Mm -hmm. Whatever your wife wants, it is your responsibility as a husband to make sure you can make it happen. Mm -hmm. That's what I felt my gender role was mm -hmm. as a provider and a protector. And my wife's gender role was to cook, clean, make sure the house was taken care of and the kids were taken care of and make sure I was taken care of. Mm -hmm. And it seemed simple. Right. It seemed like if I follow this, I'll be good. And we were following all of those things. We were. And we were. it wasn't until I realized that I wasn't happy that I realized that your value to me isn't in the chores mm -hmm. that you can do. Your value came to me in your ability to help me share my happiness with the world. Mm -hmm. And when I say that, I mean, I realized that I can do anything I want to do in my life. And I was, I was making enough money to where if I wanted someone to do chores, I could pay a cleaning lady, I could pay a chef, I could pay someone to babysit my kids, but I cannot pay someone to be happy with for the rest of my life. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So it was that spiritual connection that we needed to have. We spent so much time 
trying to connect to these dots that we thought were going to make us happy that we didn't connect with each other. Yeah, we weren't absolutely. talking. We weren't spending time together. We were passing like ships in the night, making sure every other aspect of our marriage was good. We're staying afloat. But yep. we weren't making sure that we were good. And it was also to us, I think, also having a bit of that tunnel vision saying, okay, you know, we had these dreams that we spoke about in college. Mm. Then you had your kickstart with your, your shorts then in the NFL. Mm. And then losing all of that, there was such a focus on rebuilding our life yes. that it almost was necessary for yes. us to kind of put that work in. So do I regret that time or do I feel a way about that time? Right. Honestly, looking back on it, I don't because it was like that adversity that we had to have in order to overcome that. Mm. And I also learned um, about you that I love that you are a man who wants to be a provider. Mm. But at the same time, that wasn't enough for me. So let me ask a it question. It didn't matter how much money you made. It just wasn't enough if we weren't on the same page on an energy level. So let me ask a question. You heard the things that I had on my box to check mm -hmm. for a wife. Mm -hmm. What were the things you had on your box for a husband? Because you realized that afterwards. Right. But in the beginning, mm -hmm. what were the things that were on your box that you said, this is going to make my, my perfect spouse? Absolutely. Um, when I first met you, I was like, he got to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> He was kicking. So I checked that box? You checked that box off? <laughs> I checked that box, You know, box, that was the superficial, lady. like, right off the bat. I was like, oh, he's a shorty. Great. Um, <laughs> I saw potential in you. You know what uh -huh. I mean? We met really young. You were still, you, puberty was still hitting. So I was like, he'd be high. I was still skinny. I was still skinny. Right. But yeah. I had broad shoulders. So you knew the frame was there <laughs> the frame for me to was fill there. out. You, you know what I'm saying? Up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> but no, in all seriousness, um, you know, looking for somebody who was going to be a protector, mm. who was going to be ambitious, mm. who had the drive to know that he was going to be the head of the household and the leader of the family. Because I'm okay with working in conjunction with somebody who was going to, who was going to okay. be that. Okay. You know what I mean? I always know I wanted a strong alpha male who was out there, you know, mm -hmm. just, just working and, and trying to build, you know, because mm. I know I, I had my my own things that I wanted to input as well mm. for my family and my future family. So those were some things that I saw in you early on. Mm. And even just talking about like our hopes and our dreams and things that we wanted to do in my little twin size bed back at Hofstra University. We did you know, a lot of things we in did that a, twin size bed. We did a lot of things yep. in the twin size bed. <laughs> Mom, don't even listen to this episode, but there's a lot I mean, of things went down. My agility back in the day. <laughs> your balance. My balance. Your was balance, your core good. strength. Okay. You know, you know that's why these abs ain't going nowhere. It might have a little belly fat, you know, post children. But the abs are still there. The though. abs are still there. Yes. Um, so, you know, and you pretty much were the embodiment of all of those things, you mm -hmm. know, the way I saw you approach um you know, making to the NFL. Like, you didn't have the, the, the easy road. And you mm -hmm. recently said that to me. You were just like, yo, I don't understand. Like, everything I seek out to do my in my life. life, I can never just get a clear path. Like, mm -hmm. everything has a twist or a turn or yeah. an obstacle or, or yeah. something, you know. And, and you're feeling that now even just with your acting career. You're just Absolutely. like, why am I having to just, you know, go through so, so many, many roadblocks yeah. yeah, just to get an opportunity. So the resiliency that you had and this mm -hmm. unyielding desire to just succeed at whatever mm -hmm. it was that you did was probably some of the most attractive things that I saw in you. And I was just like, wow, I value this in him as a person. Like, mm -hmm. it was admirable for me. Um, it still to this day motivates me. Um, mm -hmm. And it's something that I, I, I truly, I'm almost envious of with you. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Because I'm just like, wow, I, I just, it's amazing that I've met somebody who's able to really encompass so many different things that I've wanted. So I checked off all the boxes mm -hmm. the same way you checked off all the boxes for me. And still. Why weren't you happy? And still, because we, were, we weren't connected on seeing each other. I felt like I didn't feel seen. You okay. know what I mean? Yeah. I don't feel like you saw me. We didn't have the downtime where it was just you and I, 
you know, unloading, unpacking everything else that was going on and really just reconnecting with Deval as the person, Kadena mm-hmm. as the person who originally drew me to you and you to me. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing, the biggest thing that was missing. And that's when we talked about just even like the life in quarantine. Right. You know, we talked about stripping all of the excess stuff away and right. what do we have at the root, at the, the, the right. core. Right. Um, and that's why I think we were able to reconnect so well during quarantine because, again, we had those moments where we were able to just really look at each other and see each other and invest in that emotional side of our relationship. And it's, it's funny because even during quarantine and even prior to quarantine, Mm-hmm. After I realized that Kadeen being a housewife was not ideal for her and that it wasn't ideal for me, mm-hmm. we then made another transition to Kadeen, the media mogul. Mm-hmm. Because you like, I have a master's degree. I want to be able to put this to work. I want to be able to create content and make money and do all that stuff. So then mm-hmm. I jumped on that. Like, cool. She don't want to be at home. That really wasn't making me happy neither. Mm-hmm. So let me just... Support her in support this. Support her in this. Right. So I supported you in doing all of the TV stuff. And, right. and then you were thriving in that, yeah. doing as, doing a lot, making a ton of money. So now I'm like, shoot, we're making twice as much money as we were making before. I'm going to be happy now. She's going to be happy now. We still wasn't happy. <laughs> right. Because it wasn't even about you changing from being a housewife to a professional working woman. Right. And creating more money so that we can have more access to resources. Right. Ultimately, to me, I realized that you needed to find your own happiness. Yes. So that I could share my happiness with you. I'm glad and we you could be said happiness that. Together. Okay. I'm glad you said that because I think that was a revelation that we both had recently in yeah. having discussions because we do frequently have mm-hmm. um, these open talks with each other. And I think the reason why Kadeen, the housewife, was unhappy and then Kadeen, you know, you know, media mogul in the making, mm-hmm. you know, wasn't happy is that ultimately – where I am in my life, I feel like I should know my purpose Mm -hmm. and I should be actively working towards my purpose. And I feel like my purpose sometimes either shifts or I'm just very cloudy on what my purpose is. And it makes you unhappy. And it makes me unhappy. And that's not something that you can figure out for me. That's not something that my children can figure out for me. At first I thought, you know what, maybe my purpose is to bring these three beautiful boys into this world and raise them to be amazing individuals, amazing men. But then I also have heard, you know, from other parents and in other conferences, like being in, 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 in circles and arenas with other mothers, you know, you hear from the more seasoned moms who have older children that you cannot put your entire purpose and being into your children because they are human beings as well, too. It's almost mm-hmm. like setting yourself up for disappointment right. if they don't pan out to be who or what you expected them to be. So in hearing that recently, I was just like, well, damn, I thought my purpose was to be, to be a mom. an amazing mom and an amazing wife and facilitating my husband and getting to where he wants to go by creating a space in my home right. but that wasn't where fulfilling. he's comfortable. Yeah, but it wasn't fulfilling either. So I almost feel like my purpose is still evolving and I'm still figuring that out and I have to not be a ashamed to 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 admit that and to embrace that and just work more actively in figuring that out you know what i mean and that's something i have to do for myself that's between me that's between god my god that's between yeah, no. my situation you know that's something you can't help me with but in the same breath you have to work with me and live with me and i don't want to um that to be a detriment to our relationship because i may not be feeling fulfilled in that moment but that but that to me was hard as a spouse Mm-hmm. You know, when we're talking about the value of a spouse, my va- I felt like my value would be into making your life better. Yes. As much as it, it doesn't matter what it that. takes to make your life better. Right. That's my value as right. a spouse. So as a husband, I felt like 
I need to provide and protect. Mm-hmm. I need to make as much money so that anything my wife asks for, I can say yes. Mm-hmm. Anything my kids need, I can say yes. Mm-hmm. So what, what was bothering me was that I was making so much money, more money than I was making in the NFL, and then I'd come to you some days and you'd still look unhappy. Yeah. And I'd be like, what the fuck? Right. Like, this you woman's crazy. That shit. Like, yeah, there's you were nothing just like... I can do right. to make this woman happy. And yes. then I internalize it and I say, then it must be me. Yes. It must be something, must be wrong. So then with Deval me. goes and buys a whole weight set for the gym and he's like, I'm going to lift weights <laughs> because maybe I lost some muscle mass. Because ah. <laughs> I'm trying to find my ways to make right. you happy, to make your right. life better, because I feel like as a life partner, yeah. That's my goal. Right. And then it clicked to me. You know what? My goal ain't to make Kadeen happy. My goal as a person is to make myself happy, right? Mm-hmm. Find out what I want. Because I already know what my purpose is. Like mm-hmm. there's not there's so it's so clear for me. I think yes. that's why I work so well and I, I have been I have been successful in my life because mm-hmm. my vision has been clear. Mm-hmm. So I've been able to focus on that and mm-hmm. been able to grind and grind. And even though I always had to take the long road, the mm-hmm. grind has been there and I've been successful. Mm-hmm. But my goal in life is to be happy mm-hmm. and to find someone in a spouse to share my happiness with, but also find someone who's happy within themselves so they don't suck the happiness out of my life. Because <laughs> right. it doesn't matter right. what boxes you check off as a wife. If you're miserable and you and I come home and you're just miserable, whether we live in a $50 million mansion or we live in a two-bedroom apartment or you're working for CBS making $10 million a year or you're still at home being a housewife, if you're miserable... You're gonna make me miserable, right? And that's what I realized. Yeah, it, it, and exactly, it's like if we either of us are having a bad day, the whole house, is just the whole temperament of the house is is just a drag. And and I get it. Nobody wants to have to deal with that no. shit. Like nobody wants to have to. And to me, it sounds cliche, but that became the most important part of having a spouse. Yeah, finding someone who has found a way to be happy. And is willing to share happiness in life with you. Like that to me is the most important part of being a wife. When you start trying to check off boxes for what your wife should be, I'm telling you people. There was a point in my life where I looked at Kadeen. Kadeen had given me a son. She was making over $100,000 working as a freelance makeup artist. She was cooking. She was cleaning. We was fucking. And she's beautiful. And I'd walk in the house, and she'd have this sourpuss face on. <laughs> and now I'd be like, look at this motherfucker. <laughs> and then I just would be so over it. And then she's, and the thing is, she's trying to be everything that I say I want in a wife. She got on poom poom shorts. She got on a sports bra. And then she'd be like, you don't seem like you're just into me today. And I'm like, that's because I'm not. Because you're not smiling. My whole aura was off. You, like, you're not smiling. I walk in the house, and you look And Deval would be like, Kadeen, I know you. I yes. know you. Like, you're trying to mask this whole how you feel and shit, and I know you. That is the and truth. And this is just not you. It's the truth. So is it safe to say that your value in a spouse, for me, or for you particularly, um, is companionship? Yes. So companionship. It's, it's like, take everything else take away. Take everything else away. And it's about having a companion that you can yes. enjoy time and space with. Yes. And 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 to be honest, that changed because in the beginning when I used to put my list of what I thought a wife needed to be in order for me to be happy within my marriage, mm-hmm. all of these things were on there. Now none of those things are on there. I don't give a shit. I, I, I'm going to be honest. Kadeem probably ain't cooking about a week. Your mom be cooking. I your brother, about a week. Your brother, your brother, oh, well, we, had, fam- here. we yes, had family here. We had here. family here, so everybody was pitching in. Yeah. The, the, the bathroom is a mess. 
Um, okay, there's the, a difference. Don't <laughs> no, be trying to no, put no. my bathroom out there. I'm black. not trying my to put you on blast. My bathroom is not dirty. My bathroom is messy right now because, yes, I'm in the middle of sorting and organizing. So let's be clear. She's still very defensive, people, as you can tell. All no, right? I'm, I want to be clear. Okay, <laughs> be clear. It's 2020. Be clear. Yeah. All of the things that I thought I wanted in a wife now don't matter to me. When I wake up in the morning and I see that she's smiling or she's happy, she's skipping around, should make me feel good because now I feel like I can share in my happiness with right. you. All of that stuff does not matter to me no more. Right. The things that did when you said you know you wanted to cut back. I remember when when everything started happening with the pandemic mm -hmm. and with social media, and you were just kind of like, I don't want to talk to nobody. Like you were just hurting. Yeah. Like everything with Black Lives Matter, with the pandemic, not knowing where things. You were just like, I just don't want to be around it. And then the, the first thing you think of is like, dang, she brings in a large part of, of money with everything we do creating content. But for me, it was like, if that's not making her happy, mm -hmm. I really don't care. Right. Because for me, I was like, I'm going to make money regardless. So Yeah, I remember. Even when I sat to do that episode for OKKK, where um, yes. I had to talk about like the boys and how I was affected by that, you were just like, yo, we could turn this whole shit off. Yeah, at that <laughs> we point. We don't got to do nothing at this Because it looked like it was bothering to. you. Yeah, and it was. And I think it was just, it was therapeutic for me because I had to get that out. Like I had several moments where I was just like sobbing mess because yeah. like I had to pull myself together. Yeah. But you did say that. You were very supportive in that. Yeah, yeah. You're just like, if that shit's not making you happy in the moment, Kadeem, do not do it. Companionship do not do it. is the number one thing. And it sounds so cliche. Because people always say, you know, if you don't got love in a marriage, you ain't got nothing. And here you are, you write down all of these things of why marriage is better for you and, and mm -hmm. systematically why it's better. And it does. Mm -hmm. You know, they talk about children of married couples getting more opportunities. It provides better social networks. Mm -hmm. Things of that nature definitely make sense. And those are tangible things you can see. Mm -hmm. But how many people do we know who are married, who have been married for years, and despise each other. Yeah. Even though both people check all of the boxes mm -hmm. for what you consider to be the ideal spouse. Yeah. Like we have friends, we have aunts and uncles, we have people who you look at them and you're like, damn, she she makes the perfect wife, he makes the perfect husband. Yeah. And then you hear from them later on and they like, I can't stand that motherfucker. You know what I'm <laughs> right. saying? You're like, y'all yeah. been married over 40 years. Right. What you mean you can't stand it? I'm like, y'all still holding it together, the kids, the kids ain't around no more, so what is right. it? Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And it yeah. sounds cliche because you say it's the spirit, you feel you feel like it's the soul, mm -hmm. but it really is. Yeah. It really is. I have a question. Yes. Would you say that you've had to sacrifice anything in order to be able to add value to me or to, to yourself? Like, I guess it's either of us. Did we have to any, sacrifice anything on your end in order to bring more value to the relationship? Yeah. I mean, I think that's that's part of a relationship. Like, once you decide that you want to be soulmates with someone. Because when I think about spending the rest of my life with someone, I want to mm -hmm. be with somebody who fulfills my soul. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So there are certain things I have to sacrifice, and that's, number one, realizing that you changed. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. When we first met, you were this super ambitious woman who wanted to conquer everything. Because at that point, from what you say, your your mom instilled at you that in order to be happy and be successful, you had to do these things. Right. So that was the person I saw. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, I made this whole picture of what our family was going to be, mm -hmm. you and I were going to be, and I had to realize through our marriage that Kadeen is not going to be who I anticipated her to be mm -hmm. when we were 18 years old. Right. I fell in love with that person. I did. I fell in love with that person. And... I realized in trying to force you to be the person who I fell in love with at that time, who also I was 18, so 
right. my ideas of what falling in love were is very different. When I, when I decided to let go of that image of who I were, I had to sacrifice some of the things that I thought I wanted for us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But am I happier because of it? Absolutely. Because me holding on to this idea of what I wanted my wife and who I wanted Kadeen to be left me disappointed at times. Mm-hmm. Because you weren't doing it the way I envisioned it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or what you experienced from me back when we were but, 18 right. previous, years previous 18 years. Yeah. So there are certain things I had to sacrifice that I was just like, you know what? I'm, I'm cool not having that or cool not getting that because she happy. Yeah. So when she's happy, I walk in the house. I'm happy. Yeah, I think it makes it you know? easier to sacrifice certain things when you can see your spouse smiling and just yes. be genuinely happy with yes. whatever space that they're in. Yes. Because I know sometimes, too, with me, there's some things that's just like, I don't even want to do this shit, but I'm going to do it because it's going to make Deval happy in this moment. Mm-hmm. And you've sometimes called me out on that, and it's just like, mm-hmm. why can't you just do this? Right. Because that's what I asked for, and it's going to make right. me happy, regardless of how you feel about it. I've you had know? to learn to and, deal with that. Yeah, and you've had to learn to deal with yeah. that, and I've had to learn to be like, well, Dan says you can't always be the one dropping the ball, expecting him to understand in this moment when he's specifically mm-hmm. asking you for something make the sacrifice because you know it's going to bring a smile to his face like that's something that I'm continuing working on because you've been pretty consistent with what you wanted from what you've wanted from me over the past yeah. decade at, at the least you know and what I mean and that's just my personality though like yeah. like I said I'm clear on this yeah this is what I want. This is what I need. Right. So that's what I'm And you're I'm just like, this for. is what it is. Right. And with me, I'm kind of like dancing around. Because like, you said you're trying to some find days yourself. I want this. Some days right. I want that. I thought I wanted this, but I really don't want that. And I can see how that causes a rift in our relationship yeah, it's a lot. Because it's frustrating. you have somebody who is just like tunnel vision with what they want. And you have somebody else that's still trying to figure shit out that you think they should have things figured out yeah. at this point in life. You know, it's like you have whole ass children. Like you should right. know what the hell you want to do, right. you know. Um, so, yeah, that that's something that I know that we struggled with. But I'm trying to. What do you to... feel like you sacrificed to be um, me? Well, one thing that I've sacrificed um and I don't know if it's a sacrifice per se, but it's something that I feel like I lost a little bit of. And that was just like that drive and ambition. And I think it's because having you as the protector and the provider in the family, sometimes mm. you get a little lax. You know what I mean? I know that things are going to be taken care of and okay mm. because DeVal got it under control, you know? And you enjoy that. You love being the person I that's do. just like I my like family is taken care yeah, of. Like that. that way my wife can just kind of come and go and do what she needs to do. Um, and the, the fact that I still work and I still, you know, work with yeah. you in our business and our company and whatnot, um, I feel like I just kind of lost a little bit of that drive that I did have maybe when I was 18. And part of me wonders, is that really who I was at 18? Did I lose that in us being together? Or is that who I was destined to be? Can I, can I answer that for you? Let, yeah. Based on what I see? Based on what you, you have to because, I mean, you got the front row seat, bro. But, but I do got the front row seat. Sometimes I'll be in the back, though. It's, it's, nice, <laughs> back. it's nice back there. You feel that me? is true. So, um, From the balcony view. Right, right, right. See? That's how I be on the balcony view. I see a lot. You know what I'm saying? Got the hands on the low. Anyway. Oh, right, right. Um, knowing you and knowing your family. Okay. You being the firstborn, I've noticed that you tend to want to make your mom proud the most. Yes. And... Your mom pushes for you to be all the things that your mom wanted to be. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Your mom loves Oprah. Mm-hmm. Well, she loved Oprah. She yeah. loved Oprah. Right. So not so much now. <laughs> but uh, right. she you know, admired Oprah and what right. she's able to do. And she, and she always talked about, you know, my daughter's doing this. She's in communication. She wants to do right. TV. And it started like as early as my pageant days. It's right. like, this is what you want to do. I'm putting you on the stage. Like, this right. is it. Yeah. So as you 
seeing the world through your mom's eyes, the mm-hmm. only way to make your mom happy is to excel in all the things that she wants mm-hmm. for you. That's just what I see. Right. I could be wrong, but I do feel I like I owe it to my family. Right. My, my mother and my father, particularly my mom, just because she believed in it from early. My dad was more of like the practical guy that's just like, you sure right. you don't want to be a nurse? Like, you sure you don't want to just clock into this nine to five? Whereas my mom is more mm-hmm. like, you know, like she sees the possibilities that are endless Absolutely. out there. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. So... Going into eighteen nineteen, think about where we are at eighteen nineteen when we first met. Mm-hmm. The only thing, the only way you think you can make money or be happy or be great in this life is based on what your father and your mom have told you or what society says. Right. You have no idea. Like you're still trying to find yourself. So you just listen to all these other people. As you get older, you start to realize like, I don't got to listen to none of these niggas. Mm-hmm. Like I'm starting to realize what I want to be on my own. And mm-hmm. I think while you're learning who you want to be, you're realizing that, you know what. That person that my mom wanted me to be is does not making me happy. Right. This person that society is telling me I need to be in order to be a successful woman is not making me happy. Mm-hmm. I need to find that out. So I think this person you're becoming now is who you were destined to be, but you're fighting in a little bit because it goes against everything you've been taught mm-hmm. as a young girl growing up. You know what I'm saying? All right, Dr. DeVal. I'm, I, listen, Read I, listen, me. I, I ain't go to college Read for it. Me. I ain't go to college for it, but you know, I'm, a, I'm a people watcher. You know, as an artist, as an artist. <laughs> You're a people watcher. As an actor, I learned how to people watch. Yeah, you got to read yeah. mannerisms. But yeah. that's, what I, that's what I see. I, but I do feel like I'm starting to feel loads lifted off of me mm-hmm. in having honest conversations with you. Yes. Or by saying to my mom, sis, you know what, I might be good just like coasting through right now for a little bit yeah know, having my little businesses here and there doing my social media like i think i'm cool with that you know what i mean um it did require having those conversations because yeah if right. i have people rallying around me which i'm fortunate to have people who are like kadeen this is your dream like hey how about right. you do this or let me help you do that to help you get there like right. i'm fortunate to have people like that who rally around me to support me and to help me cultivate these right. these these and you know endeavors that i have but at the same time too i can't be wishy-washy and then expect everybody to just be like no absolutely you know, hands absolutely. off like what happened you absolutely. know so that's important for me to know so that i'm i'm, I'm happy but that you were able to figure that out i, I mean I, you know sometimes I, I, you need an outside perspective see i'm asking your opinion and i appreciate your opinion well this you know this is the first time for everything <laughs> you know <laughs> this is the first time <laughs> but this is one of the values of having a spouse mm-hmm. you get to see a completely different perspective from someone that you've selected and you picked and you trust mm-hmm to tell you about yourself. Mm-hmm. And you learn a lot through seeing yourself through someone else's eyes. Right. You, I did that now for you, but you do that for me all the time. Oh, do I? Yes, you do that for me all the time. Like, what I, I, what'd I get you to figure out lately, huh? All right, you got me mm-hmm. to figure out, this is the God's honest truth, Okay. that I can't control nothing <laughs> except for myself. Yes, you finally figured that out. Because I, I am a control freak. I've always Listen. been a control freak because it's safe for me. And, and this is the truth. When you're in life... Right. It's easy to fall in line with what you think works when, say, for example, you don't got no money. Mm-hmm. And it's like, OK, I got to do this job because I need money. I got to do this. It's easy to fall in line with what everyone else says works when you have to, when your back's against the wall. Mm-hmm. When you have an outlet now, for example, you and I working together. You're not stressed about working mm-hmm. because I can pay all of the bills. Mm-hmm. So now it's like I don't got to fall in line mm-hmm. with what everybody does. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I can do what I want, right? So for me, being a control freak my whole life, not having all the things that I want, when I was my back was against the wall, the only way I could feel comfortable trying to get out of that hole was controlling everything around, around me. Around it, yeah. So then you meet someone and you think you got the whole world figured out. 
and you're trying to control this person. I'm trying to control who Kadeen is, how she operates. And all you keep doing is bucking the system. I'm like, Kadeen, <laughs> I'm trying to tell you exactly what to do and how to do it. And you keep just, you know, being Kadeen. No. No. Snatching the air. Going, I, I say left, you go right. I say up, you go down. Even though I like when you go down, I didn't want you to go down at that point. I wanted you to go up. Because I'm all trying right? to get, like, the different perspectives. And we just talked about this, too. Like, Deval, like, for example, you'll see an apartment, hmm. one apartment, the first apartment, the apartment checks all the boxes of what you want in an apartment. That's it's the it. right price range, everything. So he's like, there it goes. I'm going to take it. it. Boop, take it. I'm like... But I had to see what, what what's the other apartments out there, though. Like, what is the competition, you know, with this apartment? I have to, like, weigh out the options and the competitors. Listen, and that drives you nuts. But it's me. like, it drives me crazy. I need options, folks, okay? It's the same thing, like, when we pack. That's but, why I'm always overweight. But it, it added an shit. element to my life, <laughs> which allowed me to accept other people's perspectives. Because me, I didn't. Nope. I did not you like were because very I was a con- because I was a control freak. I was very close minded. Yes. Because I knew what worked for me. Mm-hmm. But being with someone and having a spouse, it forces you to be open minded. Yeah. Because now I got I really got to take into account the things that you need and want in life. And just know that everyone's process is different. It's different, right? It, you know, so it worked right. for you in that circumstance in that time, but I can achieve the same result in a different way. Right. It may not be the way you thought. It should have been done, but it's going to get done. It's going to get done you at know? some point, eventually. Yeah. <laughs> but it'll get done. <laughs> but no, but, I, but I'm seriously, like, be, being married brought so much to my life outside of just right. the tangible things that people put down on paper, mm-hmm. that you have someone that can do this and have someone. It's, it's about filling my soul, mm-hmm. you know? And, and here's one thing I'm going to say about it, too. Everybody's not made to be married. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, like, this is the analogy I use. Some people, some people work well together because there's something that's in them that needs that companionship. Mm-hmm. Some people work well by themselves because companionship to them don't matter. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen people try to be in relationships because they think that they have to be married to be successful, mm-hmm. and their job fall apart. Right. Or everything around them falling apart because you're putting energy into something that's never going to work, and as you're trying to put energy into this thing that's never going to work, you're right. losing focus on all these other things. Right. For me... Marriage worked because I needed that soulmate. You needed the companionship. Because that companionship yeah. cleared, made so much clarity right. for everything else that I was more right. successful being married. So when it came to business, career, like everything else, you can then come to your companionship, your spouse, yes. and decompress from all of that. Yes. Whereas you have some people that, you know, it, they may not realize it, but they exist better by themselves. By themselves. And it's like, why involve somebody else's feelings and emotions and stuff, somebody who may be looking for more, and you're involving them in that only to end up flat because so you don't want to commit to that. And, and that's okay. And that's okay. And think yeah. about it. If you don't value companionship, you there's no value you'll find in having a spouse. Absolutely not. They don't, that person can check yeah. all of the boxes. Right. If you don't value and companionship. And that's when it's a business and transaction. That's, and then that's when shit be fucked up. <laughs> Seriously, right. <laughs> because now you now you're buying a, you're drinking a Kool Aid. Right. In order to be successful, you got to check all these boxes for yourself, and marriage is one of them. Mm-hmm. And we do that to women all the time. Mm-hmm. A woman could be 
freaking taking over the world, doing everything, and they be like, mm, mm-hmm. she don't got no husband. She don't got no husband. She don't got no kids. Right. Something must be wrong with her. Exactly. And it's like, and it's like, why sis, you do that? Not everybody aspires to that. Not everybody wants to be married. Not everybody wants to have children. And I'm okay with that. You should be okay with that. Society right. should be okay with that. Right. It's not a curse because you're a certain no. age and you're no. not married or whatever. No. If you, you're better off in life if you know that rather than getting into a relationship, getting married with somebody, mm-hmm. and then. It being complete turmoil, and then you've now, you know, jaded and tainted yeah. somebody else who may have been good for somebody else, or you have some children that are all jacked up because you didn't really want that to begin with. That's the it truth. It is okay. We need to stop doing that to people, projecting these, you know, um, things that need to happen. Yeah, yeah we exactly. Gotta, we got to start projecting on young men, too, because a young man is start to be successful due to just when you're going to find a wife, when you're going to settle down. And exactly. if you don't settle down, then you immature right. and you selfish. And it's like, damn, why are you projecting the fact that you want to be married on this man? Think about your like, godfather, who is Uncle Frank, very successful, now, successful, owns hot property, yep. retired, enjoying his life. Never and he married, seems happy no and peaceful. Yep. Never married, no children. And he knew early on that's what he wanted, and he's enjoying his life with no spouse and no children. Right. He's all good. Make sure Uncle Frank writes you into the will. Uncle Frank, if you're listening, <laughs> you, don't got no, you don't got no kids, but that was the closest you got to a son. And we got three boys, so. Yes, yes. Putting so. that out there. <laughs> you see, my, my, you see my, my wife's always thinking about no, business. I'm just playing about the business always and the legacy. Always playing about business. You know? Why are you checking Uncle Frank's pockets? I'm, I'm not checking the pockets. I'm just saying if Did there are. Did you call are, Uncle Frank for his birthday today? No, but me and Uncle Frank have our own relationship. Don't worry about me and Uncle, Uncle Frank. Frank. See, you don't, don't got to check her. You, know? you can't call people. You can't sure not call people it. for their birthday and then be like, are we in the will? <laughs> you know how messed up that is? That's are what we black in people, the will? Black people be doing shit like that all the time. That's why Uncle Frank don't talk to y'all. That's why he only talks to <laughs> That's me. why he don't got no kids or no spouse. That's He's right. like, here she go thinking that just is like why. a lady. That right there is why. <laughs> Amazing, amazing. All right, cool. We're going to take a quick break and uh, move into a listener letter that we have. I see a whole dissertation that we have here for the listener letter. So we're going to get into some ads. Stick around and we'll be right back. Hey, what's good, y'all? I think it's important for you to understand why black representation in media is important. It's important because The media represents how people view us, and it's important that they understand that black people are not a monolithic people. That is a fact, and the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, Told from a unique black perspective, from Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, y'all, losing two loved ones in a matter of six months, it can be a lot. And a lot of times when you're dealing with grief, you have a lot to get off your chest with your family. That's absolutely right. You know, people carry around all different types of stresses, big and small. When you keep them bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to kind of figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. 
It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Deadass today to get 10% off your first visit. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Deadass. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs, classic clogs, and sandals have both covered. When I'm talking about style, I mean personal style. There are just so many colors and so many gibbet charms that you can add to the Crocs to make them unique. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood, to match your personality, to fit the occasion, and you can change them up day to day. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now, let's talk about comfort. You know... It doesn't get better than Crocs, clogs, and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here, they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. That's right. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. You may be aware that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies and life-saving measures. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? You, along with the American Red Cross, regardless of your blood type, can help by donating blood. Every day, our blood saves lives and eases the pain for those living with sickle cell. When you donate blood, there is a direct positive impact within our community. Right now, there is great need for blood donations in the African-American community. Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Now it's time for our favorite part of the show. We got listener letters. Kadeem, you want to take it away with this one? All right. I'll go ahead and read this one Mm. out. All right. I'm 25 years old. My boyfriend is 26, and we've been together four years. We talked about marriage early in our relationship, and over time, we fell in love and decided that we wanted to marry each other. But there are two issues that we can't seem to see eye eye to eye about, moving in together and the proposal. He wants us to buy a house together first, but I don't believe he's financially prepared to be a homeowner at this time. I, on the other hand, want us to be engaged before we take on the financial responsibility of owning a home, you know, credit checks, maintenance, HOA fees, etc. But he says he can't afford to buy the ring I like because he's fixing his credit. I live on my own, and I'm financially stable and capable of taking care of myself. I also understand that getting one's finances in order isn't easy for everybody, but his priorities seem to be contradictory to me, and he's not exactly forthright when, we, when I try to talk to him and ask him about these things. This situation makes me doubt whether or not he'll really and truly be able to be a financial partner or provider for our would-be household. What do y'all think? First of all, let me just point out the mindset of a woman, right? <laughs> I don't think, hold on, I don't think that buying a property right now is good because we want to, you know, I don't think he's responsible enough. But I do want to get engaged, and I do want this ring. That don't right. sound crazy as fuck to nobody else. <laughs> I don't think we should put a down payment on the house because he's not responsible enough, but this is the ring I want, right. and I think we should do this first. 
Right. That don't sound crazy. And yeah. she wrote this whole thing as if she's so financially responsible and he's irresponsible. Right. But me wanting a wedding, an engagement ring, we should be engaged first. Unless her mindset is the engagement ring is like a one-time buy, but the house is going to accrue a certain level of, you know, monthly... Y'all see, y'all see I'm how just, y'all see how Kadeen is trying to validate I'm, I'm not his validating. ass backwards ass uh, financial decision. Devel, I'm not doing that. I'm just trying to think. Maybe that's what she's thinking. Like the ring is a one-time buy, whereas the house is gonna have continuing expenses over time in almost perpetuity. Let me explain maybe? something to you. Let me explain something know. to you. If she really cared that much about finances, right, she would say we shouldn't get engaged now. Or that buy was gonna anything, be my question. Or my buy anything. That, and that's your answer now. Because you're older and you've gone and done the same thing Facts. she did. You wanted a ring. Facts. You wanted a, a wedding. wedding. I did. And, well, we could have bought a house first. Right. My thing is, and this is the truth, mm-hmm. once again, when it, when it comes to society, men and women have different ideas of what it is to be married, be engaged, and get proposed to. Mm-hmm. Right? You look at... America now. Well, look at social media. That's the what I'm saying. The spectacle that is. You look at the spectacle that is social media, right? Yes. In order to get engaged, it has to be a huge Theatrics. grand announcement, mm-hmm. right? The guy has to invite all your people out, fly them out, do a whole video, get you a fat ring, make a big grand announcement and all this other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. What does a woman We're have to bring? We're getting the cosign from Jacob behind the camera. I'm sure he's had to Cause it's the capture truth. all that it's shit. It's the truth. <laughs> what does a woman have to bring to that engagement? Financially. <laughs> financially. I'm just saying. What does a woman have to bring to that financially? Right. All of it, the onus is on a man. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, if he can't do this, then we're not prepared to get married. But you still want the ring, though. Because mm-hmm. the same thing goes into the wedding. Mm-hmm. The same thing goes into the wedding. She also says she's able to, to like be financially stable and everything on her own. But she's, his priorities are contradictory to me. Well, clearly they are. Clearly, because she wanted the ring first. Right. And like you said, I can say this now as a sound individual who's a decade older than them because in that moment yes a 25 year old right now is looking through instagram at everybody's you know yes. theatrical photo shoots and yes. this that and videos whatever yes for the engagement you know yes. and i was the same way to an extent i was like well deval was like kadeen do you want like the house or do you want the ring in the wedding and i was just kind of like well give me both but if we can't get both right she now the ring let's the get wedding. the ring in the wedding we had owned properties in other states at that time so i'm like we kind of technically have houses we can sell one of those and buy something else that was just my mindset at the time but hindsight is 2020 or, or being you know what i mean like now we know that in that moment things could have been a way in a way different situation for us financially if we had set that up early i just think we need to do a better job of understanding where we are as people before we make these decisions. Yeah. For example, I don't know how many women know what the thought process is for a man when it's time when it's time to get married. Mm-hmm. Like for me, it's like not only do I have to get the big enough ring to impress my woman, mm-hmm. I want to impress all of the women around her. So you mm-hmm. got to get a big enough ring. I want to buy. I want to have a wedding that's impressive for her. Like these are all of the things that come down on a man when right. it's time to propose. Right. I want to make sure I have all these things in place. Not to mention committing to somebody for the rest of your life. Oh, yeah. See, I mean, that, you know that, I, mean? I mean, to be honest, that's that's the biggest that part. secondary now for some people, you think? No, that's first. The first thing is I don't want to give up no other pussies <laughs> because this is the only pussy I'm supposed to have for the rest of my life. <laughs> this is the truth. And, and people don't want to say it, but this is a dead-ass podcast, right? That's what we do. This is how the mindset, this is how the mind works, right? If, if I'm single, if I'm even dating, and we're not even exclusive, right, and I'm dating, mm-hmm. I have access to all of these different vaginas if I want. 
saying vagina. I'm just saying. The P word just makes all me right, feel so like, you, like P Valley. You have Down open access to all. That's your song, That's right? That's my song. That's your I song. love that show. That's a good show. That's you. a good show. Yes. Anyway, I love sorry. It. Back to so, the matter at hand. As a man, your thought process is dang. All these other vaginas that I have to give up because now I only have to have one. All right? That's the first thing. It's like, do I really want to do this? And it's like, you know what? I love her. Um, I, I think I want to build a family because we're talking about they're 25. Like mm-hmm. they're immature. When I was 25, I was immature. That, that's the mindset. That's of just a the mindset of a 25 year old. Yes. Okay. Like that's, you're, you're immature. Got Most you. 25 is immature. Mm-hmm. So you're like, damn, do I really want to do this? Okay, okay, okay. I love her. Mm-hmm. I'll do this. But then it's like she's sending him rings because you were sending me rings, and clearly she's sending him rings because right. There's a ring that she wants. So if she's sending rings, she's probably sending engagements. Oh, this is what I would want to have happen. Mm-hmm. If she's sending that, it's like, this is the wedding cake I want. This mm-hmm. is the, so now it's like, okay, she I got has a, a whole vision board. She got a whole vision board. <laughs> yeah. And now as a man, you're thinking this is my responsibility to provide mm-hmm. for my wife because it's happy wife, happy life. And as much as women want to say now, because women will come out now and be like, I can provide for myself. I, you're not buying your own engagement ring. Mm-mm. You don't want to pay for your own wedding by yourself. Mm-mm. You don't want to be responsible for the mortgage by yourself. So no, that's all bullshit. Myself, no. It's just stuff that they want to say. But to be honest, this is what men be thinking about. Because mm-hmm. my young boys who've been with their girls, who they just got out of college, they have some school debt. They got girls they've been with through college. Be like, yo, Coach D, I, I want to get engaged, but I don't got no ends. <laughs> and I'm like, what you mean? He's like, yo, I got no ends. Like, by, by the end of the month, we're just like in the beginning. I feel like, oh, I was able to save. The first is around the corner. <laughs> Right. So now I'm like, I get so it, bro. You may get a date night. Yeah, right. You know, and I'm, a and I'm talking movie about, date. And I'm talking about college-educated men who, yes. who play some sports, working. who Shout are out working to our, hard. Our Shout out to our prototype, prototype kids. Yes. These are good These guys. These are grown men now. Good guys who are That's grown crazy. men who are saying, this is what I go through. And, and it's not like to blame women or to blame men at all, but let's be honest. The whole idea of the American dream stems from white people who have generational wealth built off the backs of our people so back in, in, you know, they they have things that they don't got to deal with like we got to deal with. That is true because once you get married, you got one side of the family giving you a down payment for the house. For house. The other side paying for the wedding. Paying for the wedding. You so know what I'm saying? So you're coming out of this walking out with whatever you came in with plus gifts. Right. You know, from people who bring gifts to weddings, which in our community, sometimes they like, we just be happy this is that the I truth. was here. On top of that. You mean bring a card, bring some money, what? On top of head? that. Right. And that's that's another thing. When you have a wedding in the black community. It's not like you have a wedding in the white community. Mm -hmm. And this is the truth. People bring gifts in the white community. Mm -hmm. People will pay for their plate and give you a gift. Mm -hmm. So now if you got 300 people, for example, we had 375. 330. 330. We had 330 people, right? Mm -hmm. If everybody bought a gift and paid for their wedding, that's $100 per person, we'd walk away with Mm $33,000. Makes sense, right? Yeah. So now one family pays for the wedding, the other one gives you a down payment of the house, and you have $33,000 to go in your bank account. Facts. If I came from a family with generational wealth and from a culture where we had generational wealth to pass down, down. getting married is not as... It's a startup. It's a startup. You know what I'm saying? It's a startup business. Yes. But for most black people, you come into this life with debt. Yep. Because your family, Born into debt. your family has had yeah. debt, and why yeah. does your family have debt? Because of redlining. Mm-hmm. Because redlining means that we weren't able to have property and own property and pass it down to our families. We have poor educational systems. We're still generational generations away yep. from Jim Crow. Yep. So now it's like, as a black man or a black woman, you're looking at these things on social media, saying, "This is what I want." 
But then you're not thinking about, well, how did that person get that? Right. Or how are we living after this 60-second right. video? You know and, what I mean? And we, how many people we know got credit card debt from paying for big rings, big weddings. Then they get married. Mm-hmm. And now you got the spouse that you wanted. But now y'all in $40,000 worth of debt because of a ring and a Mad wedding. Stress. And y'all hate each other. Mad stress. And you get in a divorce. Facts. And that's, and, and, and so it, that's what we think. She said, what do y'all think? That's what we think, sis. That's what I think. I think y'all need to go back into each other's histories of life. Understand who y'all are. Mm-hmm. Understand where your families are coming from. Mm-hmm. Understand how you'll be able to do these things and live for the next 10 years. Facts. Don't think about this moment. Yeah. Think about for the next. So when you're thinking about that ring that you want, mm-hmm. think about if he can afford this ring and pay a mortgage. And for him... Don't be like me and let your ego make you make a poor decision. Because <laughs> right. my ego made me make a poor decision. And just, you know, sis. And just say, I can't do this right now, babe. Rings are made to be upgraded. Like, get <laughs> like get that little joint in the beginning. Yes. And then years yes. from now, then, you know, you celebrate a five-year or ten-year anniversary. Absolutely. Like, ain't to be all it ends Absolutely. all. Like, come on. Come Absolutely. On. Like, Girl, don't make me look. Don't make us look bad. Yo, and, <laughs> and, and I'm going to be honest. It ain't only, it ain't only women. Because I know some dudes who will get a ring that they know they can't afford. Yeah. And then it's like, bro, bro, you took out a you took out a loan. You got a 15-year mortgage on that ring, bro. You're going to be paying that off forever. You right. still got to get a wedding and pay for a house. I think our egos got to kind of chill a little bit right. as people. You right. know what I'm saying? And do what's well within your means. Mm-hmm. But sit down and talk it out. There you go. That's what me and Kadeen did. We talked it out. And also know that there is no wrong decision. Because even though me and Kadeen can look back now at 2020 mm-hmm. and say, that was a wrong decision. At the time, it was a decision we made, and we made it work. We made it work. Exactly. We made it work. That's marriage. So, the fact that y'all even talking about marriage sacrifice, pivot, is good. do what you got to do to make it work. Yes, yes, All yes. right. Fabulous. If you'd like to be featured as one of our listener letters, email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com. Deval, you want to spell it out for them? That's D-E-A-D-A-S-S-A-D-V-I-C-E. At gmail.com. That's my favorite part. It is your favorite part. Yes. yes. I love it. My moment of truth is the moment I was truthful with myself mm-hmm. was the moment I was able to say, you know what, Kadeen? You can be more valuable to every relationship that mm-hmm. you have if you know your purpose and what you're here for. And it's okay, sis, for that to be a work in progress for you. So for those of my those of my folks out there, for you and you and you and you <laughs> who are still trying to figure out why you're here and what your purpose is, it's okay. There's not necessarily a timeline on that, but just don't drive your spouse crazy in the process. <laughs> Absolutely, I, I I appreciate you saying that. Yes, and we drove each other crazy. We did several. But, we um, still do. My moment of truth is this: the true value of a spouse exists in their ability to find their own happiness. Yes. You see, how, you see how I said End that? Quote. You see that? I, you see, I was off the top. End that was off quote. the I was off the dome. Y'all All see right, that? Dr. That was DeVal. off the dome. All right, Dr. The DeVal. true let me see if I can repeat it. Shit. The true value <laughs> of a spouse mm-hmm. is in the spouse's ability to find their own happiness. Right. This value that? Because that, then baby. if you find your own happiness, you can then do what? Share it. With your spouse. Facts. You see that? And then you'll be in one happy-ass house. Exactly. Or apartment or whatever. Whatever it is. <laughs> whatever you know. it is. You'll be happy together. <laughs> happy spouse, happy house. You For know? sure. Be- <laughs> oh, that's cute. Happy spouse, happy house. I like there that. Remix.
Uh, be sure to find us on social media, y'all. Uh, Deadass the podcast on Instagram. And you know where to find me, Kadeen I Am. And you know where to find me. That's I Am Deval. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Deadass, baby. Deadass is a production of iHeartMedia Podcast Network and is produced by Denora Pena and Tribble. Follow the podcast on social media at Deadass the Podcast and never miss a thing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies, but did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. You know that I feel like it's important to express yourself. You got to put your true self out there. And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do that. That's right. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know it doesn't get any more comfortable than the Croc clogs and sandals. They are just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit Crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. One at Flatiron Plaza in New York City and one at Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's a perfect time to try, like, and share black-led products. It's free for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it.